Welcome to Growing Up Boomer. I'm your host, Padre, with my co-host, Cotton. And this podcast is dedicated to the life and times of the baby boomer generation. The show is loosely scripted, and sometimes we'll go down rabbit holes, and where it leads us to, one will never know. This podcast can be informative, funny, and sometimes irreverent. But most of all, we hope you find it entertaining. Hey, Cotton, how you doing, my man? I'm just wonderful, Padre. Oh, well, well uh, you know what? I cannot complain. But the first thing, oh yeah, it doesn't do any good anyway, but you know what? The first thing I have to do is apologize to the audience once again. Yeah, you know I do because you know I've been sick for the last three weeks with COVID. Yeah, yeah, that's pretty nasty. Oh, you ain't kidding, man. I had never been so sick in my life. It was just for one day was really, really bad. You know, because you remember when we used to work together and I would come to work with the flu and I'd be in my own office and I'd, al- and I'd always tell you, you know what? The worst thing is, is it feels like you're going to die, but you're not. <laughs> you know, <laughs> I tell you what, man, this one was scary. I had never been so bad. And, you know, and I've had I've, I've had my shots. I have got boosted. I mean, everything. But you know what? It was just it was just bad for one day, and then I could feel myself getting better. So it was, and 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 it, for us, we've had a very very, you know, we've lost two relatives to COVID uh, during uh, 2020. So for us, it's pretty serious. Oh yeah, you know, you have the big D. That's the big. That's that's the problem. Yeah. So the, and the funny thing is, you know, that since I'm over 65, and 65 is in the rearview mirror for me. <laughs> way in the rearview mirror for me. The funny thing was that they gave us this um, medication. I don't know if it was the COVID or the medication, but I thought I was taking medication for colonoscopy. Oh, oh it was bad. Oh, man. Oh, jeez. I thought it would, I thought maybe maybe they mixed it up and they gave me colonoscopy stuff. <laughs> Oh. It's the Red Sea. <laughs> oh, yeah. And it was, wasn't until a couple of days later that it started becoming like, you know, a little solid kind of like uh, coagulated Tommy's chili. <laughs> you know. Uh, uh, <laughs> oh, you remember you Tommy's. Thank you for that, Padre. <laughs> <laughs> hey, you remember Tommy's. Remember I took you there one time? Oh, yeah. <laughs> I think just when I was smelling it, my stomach was going. <laughs> <laughs> I like the guy that when you sat down, you just said, I told you, hey, I'm all ordered for you. Don't worry about it. You get some napkins and you got some napkins. You sat down and the guy tells you, that's not enough napkins. <laughs> <laughs> Ball, but I tell you what, Cotton, I have never, ever felt so bad in my life. Uh, gee, I hope I don't get it. Yeah. Oh. For one, but it but it's different for different people, okay. I mean, my whole house had it. For me, it was like I was on the men's the next day. Kathy, it took a few. It almost took a week for her to start getting better, and then really? yeah, my my son Jonathan caught it. My son Travis caught it. Jonathan, wow. Uh, Jonathan was a lot like me. He felt horrible the first day, but then after that, that was fine. You know, you could you could tell yourself you're getting better. Uh, and then uh, the only thing that my other son had was a cough. So it, it just affects different people different ways. Yeah, and me, I probably won't have that problem because of the uh, the days of that are 
to have gone by, but I think my body is still pretty pickled. Full of, uh, <laughs> full of alcohol. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, yeah. So, uh, yeah, <laughs> the germs just keep saying, oh, get out of here. Yeah. <laughs> oh, by the way, something something's interesting. Did you yes. know, did you, next month is my wedding anniversary coming up in October? No way. 48 years, buddy. Wow. Wow. It's like, what do they say? Love is one long, sweet dream, and marriage is the alarm clock. What do they say? Man is not complete until he's married, then he's finished. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> I'll be honest with you, Cotton. I, am, I have been happily married for 48 years. I'm looking for another 48. That's awesome. That is awesome. Oh, by the way, we got our first download from Ireland. Really? Yeah, 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 yeah. And that was was pretty cool. Oh, did you know this about Ireland? That that's where Halloween is actually Irish? (laughs) Yeah, it actually started in Ireland. Really? Yeah, 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 yeah. We went over some facts. Remember, we went over some facts on St. Patrick's Day. Remember that St. Patrick wasn't even Irish. Yeah. Yeah, he was Roman British. That's wild. Oh yeah, yeah. And get this: more Irish people live outside of of Ireland than in Ireland. Yeah, <laughs> is that cool yeah, or what? My get... mom was Irish, and, and my dad or uh, and my grandma was had the the accent. Oh really? <laughs> yeah. For some reason, she never wanted to go back. Oh, oh. And did you know the shamrock isn't the symbol of Ireland? Really? Yeah. No, I didn't know that. Yeah, yeah, it's the harp. The harp? Yeah. That is the actual symbol of Ireland. Wow, I didn't know that. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. The the reason why the shamrock is so prevalent is because St. Patrick used to use that to describe the Trinity. Oh. Okay. Yeah. Oh, and get this one here. You know, Ireland has won the Eurovision Song Contest more than any other European country. Really? (laughs) Now, get this. Okay. I thought this, you know, the Euro, Eurovision Song Contest, there's a movie, there's a movie called Eurovision with Will Farrow on it. I thought it was a made-up thing. Yeah. <laughs> I'm going like, oh, man, this is not made up. <laughs> this is a real thing. That was a pretty funny one, though. <laughs> <laughs> oh, and did you know, my, my, my daughter has gone to Ireland. Yeah, my daughter, she went to uh, Pepperdine, and uh, they had offered a um, semester where they could study in Europe, in which case uh, the main school was in Florence, Italy. But what they would do during the weekends is they would take time off and they would go and visit other countries uh, throughout Europe. She was able to go over to Ireland as well on one of their weekends. And he said the people were wonderful, just a gorgeous, gorgeous country. And it was wonderful. And then... uh, Double tanked, that's uh, why. Yeah, and then there was over 3,000 castles in Ireland. Really? Oh, yeah. I mean, just she said it's just a beautiful country. She loved it to, to no end. I would love to love to go visit. Oh, yeah, I'm sure. Oh, one last thing. You know the O in Irish names? You know, like O'Donnell and O'Connell and, o, o, you know, O'Reilly and stuff like that. You know what it stands for, the O? No. Descendant of. Really? Yeah. So it's like descendant of 
O'Donnell, descendant of O'Connor, or descendant of Connor, and so all the O is, is represents descendant of. Wow, I didn't know that. Oh that's yeah, cool. yeah, that's pretty cool, huh? Yeah. Well, you know what today's podcast is going to be? What's that? Boomers, pieces of wisdom that actually work that Gen Z and millennials should listen up. <laughs> okay. You can tell. You can tell this COVID made me upset here. You know. <laughs> you know? Yeah. It's time to listen up. There's some things we did right. <laughs> There's some things we did right. Okay. <laughs> oh, before we do, I got two news stories that'll just crack you. And they're both about animals. Oh, good. All right. This one is good. Okay. Get this one here. Delayed passengers growl after bear escaped from a crate in cargo hole in a rock plane uh, in uh, Dubai. Iraq's uh, prime minister has ordered an investigation into how a bear escaped from its crate in the cargo hole of an, of an Iraq aircraft as it was due to depart from Dubai airport, leaving passengers disgruntled over the delay and causing a stir on social media. Now I'm going like, you know what? <laughs> That's a lot of my worry is delay. I don't want that bear getting from the cargo hole into the passenger section. Exactly. <laughs> and, I knew could he land it. <laughs> <laughs> and get this one here. Iraqi Airlines says it wasn't to blame for the bear's escape. And the aircraft and the aircraft crew worked with authorities in the United Arab Emirates which dispatched specialists to sedate the animal and remove it from the plane. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I thought you were going to say they were teaching them how to hand out drinks. <laughs> oh, and then, oh, just, okay, Iraqi Airlines says Saturday that procedures to transport the bear were carried out in accordance with the law and with procedures and standards approved by the International Air Transportation Association, the IATA, that means they screwed up and they're blaming somebody else. Jeez. <laughs> now, you know what I'm, I'm wondering? What the story is. I mean, what's a bear doing in a cargo plane, right? I thought it was for a zoo, right? Why does he poop in the woods? <laughs> now, get this. Get this. Keeping predatory animals as pets in Iraq, especially in Baghdad, has become popular among the wealthy. Of course. Really? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Get this one. Authorities have struggled to enforce law provisions to protect wild animals. Baghdad's police have, pre have previously called on citizens to assist authorities to in preventing such animals from being let loose on city streets. <laughs> <laughs> like the bunny. We do bunnies, right? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. We release bunnies. These guys release wild animals. <laughs> now get this one here. Get this one. This is it. Not only did they get released in the streets or ending up as exotic meals in restaurants by, <laughs> by reporting such cases. <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> oh, golly. Oh, here's another one. Hank the Tank. This is called a bear. The bear behind 21 home invasions has been captured near Lake Tahoe. <laughs> now, this is 21 home invasions, right? But there's been 152 reports uh, of, uh, of contact 
Jeez. But it, but in all honesty, there has been 28 home break-ins. Then they referred to the animal as Hank the Tank, and they were thinking maybe it was you know a couple of male uh, bears, but it ended up to be one female bear for 21 of the cases. And not only that, she was bringing her cubs with her, teaching her cubs. <laughs> says, come on, come on, guys, let me show you where all the good food is. <laughs> and they had, and one of the one of the people, and this was in the Tahoe Keys. This is very, very big time. I mean, this is big time, wow. you know. And it was funny, is one of the residents in the area, at least one of the Hanks, have a hankering for dessert. The bear ate a two-gallon tub of ice cream from the neighbor's trash can. <laughs> and all they heard was... I'm hungry. <laughs> <laughs> oh. oh, but oh, and two quick movie re- reviews for you, buddy. Oh, good. The first one is The Flash. Oh, did you go see that? Oh, yeah. Well, you know, it it, it came on one of my streaming services, so I watched it. Oh, oh, wow. And I have to watch it. I've already watched it three times, and I still don't get the movie. I have to watch it again. Oh really? <laughs> oh, when they start going into multiverses and and oh, I'm I'm, I'm, I'm all, it's like watching Doctor Strange. Really? Yeah, it's uh, like I'm like, what's going on? <laughs> <laughs> and and the issue is, it's still a good movie, you know, because I like all those those uh, superhero movies. It's still a good movie, but I just don't think the character, the Flash, is strong enough to carry a movie. You know, he's kind of goofy. Oh, is he? Yeah, yeah, he's a great sidekick. Like when he did um, uh, the Justice League, he was outstanding in that. I just, it was just tough to see him carry a movie on that, but it was just, it was something. Yeah. But the next one is Fast 10. OMG. Really? <laughs> oh, yeah. I've already watched it three times. It's worth going to see. Oh, it's on, um, I think, Peacock streaming it right now. Oh really? Oh, yes. oh, 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 I've watched it three times already. It it will end up in the uh, in the Padre bad movie household. <laughs> I laughed through the whole thing, and I think uh, what's that guy? Aquaman? What's his name? Jason Momoa. He's in it. He's the villain, and he is fantastic. Huh. Oh God, he reminds me of like the Joker from the original Batman. Remember Jack Nicholson? Yeah. Oh, he's that kind of character. He is fantastic. He makes the movie. Oh, he is. He is just, he is so over the top. He reminds me of the, of the Joker uh, that Jack Nicholson played. Just awesome. It just, oh, wow. oh, golly. It is so, so bad. It will definitely, <laughs> it will definitely meet my library. That's oh, just what yeah. I was going to ask. Oh, man. You ain't kidding, buddy. It's there. Oh, and since we've been off the air for three weeks, thanks to COVID, we lost yeah. two kind of icons. One was Bob, Bob Barker. Barker. Yeah, remember? Yeah. The, the Price is Right dude? Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah, yeah. And, the you know. is wrong. <laughs> yeah. Born in 1923. So he was just a few months away from the century mark. Wow. Yeah, yeah. And, you know, of course, since he was born in 1923, he had joined the United States Naval Reserves during World War II and was studying to be a pilot, a fighter pilot, but he never did see action. He actually started his uh, game show career in 1956 
hosting Truth or Consequences. That went over to the prices right in 1972. And one thing you did not know about this guy, he was a big uh, animal rights activist. Oh, no. I, yeah, I did know. He supported United Activists for Animal Rights, People for the Ethical Treatment of Animals, and Sea Shepherd Conservation Society. And he finally, after 50 years in 2007, he uh, retired. But he can, yeah, he still did a, uh, an occasional uh, appearances and stuff like that. But to get this, he's a 19-time winner. 14-time winner for Daytime Emmy Awards for Outstanding Game Show Host, you know, for The Price is Right. Four-time winner for Daytime Emmy Award for Outstanding Game Show as the executive producer of The Price is Right and a Lifetime Achievement Award uh, in 1999 Daytime Emmy Awards. Yeah. Get this. You hear people talk about him and everybody seems to think he was just a great guy. Yeah, yeah, you're right. And he also used to host the WWE, the wrestling. Did he really? <laughs> yeah, and he got and he won the, yeah, he won the 2009 Slammy Award for Best Guest Host. Really? Yeah. <laughs> You're right. And and in all honesty, he was so liked that CBS Television City named a studio after him, Bob Barker Studio. Really? Yeah. Wow, that's- yeah, and uh, Time Magazine was he named him the greatest game show host of all time. Wow! And the GS GSN or Game Show Network Lifetime Achievement Award. Wow, that knew him any good now. <laughs> yeah. Oh, he's also in the. He's also got a walk. He's got a star on the Hollywood Walk of Fame. He made yeah. he made the Television Hall of Fame in two thousand four. And received the NB the NAB Broadcasting Hall of Fame in 2008, the National Association of Broadcasting. But yeah. for you and me, he will yeah. always be remembered for the fight. Happy Gilmore. Yeah. <laughs> I, I knew it. <laughs> <laughs> that was the greatest fight ever on movie on movies. Oh man. Yeah. Jason Statham has nothing on him. <laughs> oh, that was fantastic. Yeah. That, that was great. Oh yeah. Oh, another legend a legendary musician we lost was Jimmy Buffett at seventy six. Died at seventy six. Yeah, I saw that. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. He was it was it was it was kinda of bad because, you know, he, he was diagnosed four years ago with a rare skin cancer and it's quickly spread and uh and he finally succumbed to that. Apparently, about three thousand Americans a year uh, die of this cancer. Really? Yeah, yeah. Wow. It's very rare, very rare. But he, he I mean, I mean, and, good way to go, though. though. I don't think. Yeah, and Margaritaville was his big, his big thing. Yeah. You know, but he did release yeah. some some other staples as well, like Kamunde. The one I always liked was Cheeseburger in Paradise. <laughs> yeah. Remember. Changes in well, latitude, changes in attitude. You, so. What's that? What's anything that? with food, if you'd like that song. So. <laughs> <laughs> a, a pirate looks at 40 and pencil-thin mustache. He was born in 1946 on Christmas Day in Mississippi, but he grew up in uh, Mobile, Mobile, Alabama. Get this. Oh, really? Yeah. He didn't start playing guitar till his first year in Auburn University. 
Wow. Yeah, oh, yeah. And then, yeah, and they're they're pretty easy songs. <laughs> well, the, the, that's well, the, great. He, but before he before he started doing those kind of songs, he used to do uh, country. Oh, really? Yeah, yeah. He moved to Nashville, released his first country album in 1970 called Down to Earth. Wow. But then what happened? He took a trip in 1971 to Key West with fellow country musician Jerry Jeff Walker. In which case he heard that like the calypso type of music, and then he went from outlaw country to calypso folk, uh, folk pop. Oh wow! Oh yeah, and get this now. Now when I when we when finish it up here, he has no relation to Warren Buffett. <laughs> There's no relation there. <laughs> but he's also a very good businessman. One of his pursuits, the first thing he did. In 1985, right, he opened up his first margarita store in, in Key West. Oh, really? Yeah. Two years later, he opened up Margaritaville Cafe nearby. Yeah, right. smart guy. Yeah, and then he started doing apparel. Get this, resorts, restaurants. He did beer, casinos, a radio station, and the most important, a retirement communities. <laughs> <laughs> Already for him. Yeah. Now get this. In 2017, Forbes estimated that Margaritaville Global Lifestyle brand had more than 4.8 billion in development pipeline and 1.5 billion in annual sales. Wow. In 2000, wow. they figured at the time of his death, Buffett was uh, uh, was worth at least one million dollars. Wow. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he did. Uh, wow. Yeah, he's uh, he did about 30, uh, 30 albums. He launched it from Margar Margaritaville Records, and he wrote fiction books. He was in film too, TV throughout his musical contributions and cameos. Huh. Yeah, you remember the movie The Congo with the Ugly Gorillas? Oh yeah, yeah. He was in that one. He had a small part there. <laughs> yeah, he was the pilot of the seven twenty seven when they were flying out there. He was in Repo Man. Oh, mm -hmm. well, he was in Repo Man? Yeah, well, he was a small part. He was the armless guy in Repo Man. Oh. <laughs> okay. He did Cobb. Get that guy a hand. Yeah. <laughs> he did Cobb and, get this, he was in Jurassic World. A small, ball, small part in Jurassic World. Really? Oh, yeah. If, wow. you, re if you remember when the pterodactyls are attacking the town, uh -huh. there's a little bar there called Margaritaville. All right, you can see it. And then the scene is as pterodactyls are attacking it. He picks up two margaritas and he runs off. <laughs> A so, hero. Yeah. So, yeah. So, you know, just sad that uh, 76, not that old. All right. Now, that's what happened. let's get into the podcast, man. There is some advice that millennials and Gen Z need to listen to because we've got it right. Okay? Okay. All right. The first thing of advice, the first point of advice is that sometimes people just suck. Everybody's not going to like you. Just make sure that you're not the person that sucks. That's what it is. Okay? That's a blunt statement, but you let that sink in, and the only person that you can control is yourself. That's it. That's true. Yeah, I mean, why? Well, you know, like I said, just make sure you're not the person that sucks. That's true. <laughs> okay, you know, I I always always end up with people who are just upset about other people, right? Like their bosses and stuff like that. And I always tell them, I never give anybody the keys to my life. 
That's it. (laughs) Yeah. You know what? I don't let that person drive me. I drive myself. Yeah. You know, just get just get over it. You cannot control people. That's true. And everybody doesn't have to like you. You have to be a likable person. Some people are just not going to like you. That's true. I had one. Yeah. Just get over it. How about this one? Fail quickly. Get that Uh, mindset. You you fail quickly. You learn from your mistakes and move on. Yeah. Don't waste your time beating yourself up. Yes. What's that? Yeah, I agree with you. I agree with you. That's a tough thing to do, but yeah, I agree with you. Come on. How many, you you know what, you used to sell me stuff. How many mistakes did I make? Uh, when I was selling it to you, uh, probably quite a few. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I mean, you just go out there, you take a chance, and it works sometimes. As long as you have more that work, then fail. Yeah, you never know. Yeah. Yep, that's true. I've always told my crew, if you don't fail, you ain't trying. What was it? The the pickup magnets, remember? Pickup magnets. Oh, yeah. Those were cool. Yeah, they were. But I bought too many, remember? Oh, yeah. You bought a ton of them. <laughs> <laughs> and, they, and they changed the, the, the polarization of the North Pole. It was all facing the store. <laughs> so many magnets. <laughs> okay. And remember this one. There's another one that the, the, Gen, the millennials and Gen Z need to know. Do it scared. Do it scared? Yeah. In other words, there's some stuff that you have to face head on. And it's oh, not yeah. going to feel good. you got to do it. Yep. That'll build your confidence and in your accomplishment of task. If you can go into something and do it, even though you're not sure about it, you need to overcome your anxieties and fears. And you need to push yeah. towards success. You know, I mean, let's be honest. Not everything is mental health. All right. If you want to, if you think about, oh, I got to feel good about it, you'll never get anything done. Yeah. And you say, you know, this needs to be done. It's got to be done. Yep. Suck it up. Yeah. 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 You just got to do it. Another thing is it kind of goes, it kind of goes with fail quickly is don't beat yourself up forever. Yeah. I mean, we make mistakes. We figure out what we did wrong. And then we move on. Yep. And just do not make the same mistake again. Yeah. It's kind of like if you don't win the World easy Series in say. baseball. Easy to say. What's that? It's all that's easy to say. Yeah. But it's uh, it's a toughie. Yes. No. I agree. Think think about yeah. this. Remember what I used to tell everybody? Stress is self induced. That's true. Yeah. You just go out, you yeah, do yeah, your yeah, best and move on. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I mean, if this was the case, think about baseball. You can't win the World Series every year. Does that mean you just beat yourself up for it? No, you learn from your mistakes and you move on. Yep. And this is one I used. To, yeah, this is one I used to tell my kids when it comes to uh, sports. Always go back to basics. When things are not working, go back to basics. Yep. What's what? Focus on the fundamentals necessary for life. Okay, the necessities of life is what's important. Mm-hmm. You know, so I mean, you know, this will help you with stress and stuff like that. Just go back to basics. I remember when it, when my kids were playing sports and I would kind of coach them a little bit and they were just having issues with some, you know, maybe turning the double play or whatever or whatever it was or batting. Just go back to basics. Just go all the way back to basics. Find out what the necessities are of life and focus on that. Yeah. That'll help you through difficult times. Yep. And this is one I should listen to more often, but I didn't. 
wait 24 hours. <laughs> yeah, that's that's. I think that's ridiculous. But uh... <laughs> no, 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 no. I've said some things that I shouldn't have said if I should have waited 24 hours. I should have said, yeah. you know what? Never respond back to someone when you're upset. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. And that also goes for purchases. <laughs> Whenever you see something you want, yeah, you know what? I think I'll wait 24 hours before I buy, buy that. Yeah. <laughs> and this one goes along with it, too, as well. You know, waiting 24 hours? How about this one? Mm -hmm. Leave the recipient field until last. Uh, yeah, probably a good move. Uh, yeah, it is, because I made mistakes. Because you've got some emails from me that were incoherent. Because I hit the send button by accident. Yeah. <laughs> you know, I'm going, and you go, what are you saying? As I'm on my wall. Yeah. <laughs> and you would write back and say, what in the world are you trying to say? I'm sorry, I sent it prematurely. I didn't proofread it yet, and I hit a button and it sent it. Always leave that recipient field until last. <laughs> and remember this. This is very, very important. Mm-hmm. It's how you make them feel. In other words, when you're dealing with people, what's more important is not, not only what you say, but how you make them feel about it. A lot of times, people can't recall what you said, but they remember that you gave them the confidence that they needed. Yeah. They may not exactly remember exactly what you said, but they'll remember, hey, you know what? He, I, I'll give you an example. You remember Karen, right? Oh yeah. yeah. <laughs> she used to work she used to work with me and remember we yeah. were at California Hardware we were dissolving the uh, reset crew. Mm -hmm. uh, they wanted her to, to go to the the buying staff uh, as as a buyer and she was kind of worried about it and she came to me to my office and she said uh and uh, at that time my office was upstairs they go and she goes you know I'm really worried about taking this job. Karen I said come here. And we walked out into like the little balcony area before you get to the stairs. Mm -hmm. I said, look at all these people in here, right? They were all the buyers. Said, Do you think any of them are smarter than you? <laughs> and she said that made her feel so good. You know, she's going like, yeah, I can do this, right? I don't even remember that conversation, but she remembers that to a T that she felt, you know what? That's what I needed. But there was another gentleman that one time that uh, he can, you know, my memory, you know, I, I think, you know, it's not like I have, I have some timers, not Alzheimer's. Okay. <laughs> and this one kid, I remember we were doing a set and I was working for Ganal and he was doing the paint set and he purposely came to me and pulled me off to the side and he says, I want to thank you. I'm going like, you know, I don't even remember this poor kid. I want to thank you. He says, because you know what? I was ready to quit this, this business. But you gave me a, um, a a good good talking to about how important it is just to you know let stuff go and you know focus on what you really want to what you really want to accomplish in life and I become very successful because of that and I'm going well thank you so much and as I walked away I'm going I can't remember who this guy is <laughs> <laughs> you know I'm going like I didn't want to say anything but he says I remember it was it was uh, I think it was back in the Grossman days, and he says, and you really, really, really gave me the, the, the um, made me feel like, hey, I can do this. And he was way up there in this company. You know, he was uh, 
he was uh do was helping doing the sets but i mean he was like in in upper management vp or something like that you know wow you know wow. so that's a, yeah. and i'm going like well thank you very much i do appreciate that and i'm walking away going like who is this guy <laughs> oh yeah oh and here's the last one cotton here is the last one okay okay and you know like i said they need to take these to heart no one thinks about you as much as you do you are absolutely correct. Yeah. You know, when you think about yeah. it, you know, fear of failure can be, uh, you know, paralyzing. Yeah. I mean, you know, they just think of, oh, what are people going to think of me and stuff like that if I fail? Mm-hmm. And, and just be honest, you are your own biggest critic. Most people just go on, move on. Yeah. This insight allows you to pursue the, you know, your goals without worrying about others' opinions or judgments. You know, you're yeah. the one that's going to be thinking about, you know, when you fail, you're your worst critic, not everybody else. If you can overcome that and say, okay, I made a mistake, let's move forward, I will not do this again, I'll da, 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 and you can move forward. Yeah, no, I agree. Overcome your fear of failure, take a look at meaningful steps towards success. That's what you need to do. Yeah. Okay, Cotton, I, I think we're running a little long on this one, buddy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's, uh, but that was a good one. All right. Well, hey, you have a great day. Okay. You too. You too, Padre. All right. Bye bye now. Bye bye. We'd like to thank you for listening and leave you with this one quote: "They say with age comes wisdom, so therefore I don't have wrinkles. I have wisecracks. And until next time, may God bless."